Do you ever feel bogged down by minutia? Are there things that you do that are time-consuming, repetitive, and annoying? Yes, of course there are. But most people think there's nothing you can do about it. And they grind through their work. And they waste precious minutes and hours every day on minutia. Or worse yet, they just skip over the small things, but they're really important things that they know they shouldn't be skipping over. What if there were simple, inexpensive systems that you can use to make this minutia go away? to help you be more consistent, to help you get the small things done that make it easier to get the big things done. Well, here's the good news. There are. There are systems like this. And in this episode, I share over a dozen hacks that you can set up quickly and easily that will make your work in your personal life easier so you can focus on the more important things. And it's time now to start leveraging technology to make your life simpler, not more complicated. Are you afraid of technology? Well, me too. Welcome to the club, especially when it's complex. But when it's easy to use and it gives me more time and energy, I love it. I love to adopt these technologies. So check out this episode. Lots of great tactics for you to learn from. Welcome to another episode of Success Through Failure. This is your host, Jim Harshaw Jr. Today, bringing you a solo episode on simple technology hacks that you can use to simplify your life. Don't let the technology part scare you away. This is going to be simple stuff, stuff that you can implement quickly and easily. I'm going to share a bunch. All you have to do is pick out one or two or three, and they're going to make your life so much simpler. You're going to love it. You're going to adopt that one and then come back and maybe listen to this and you know download the action plan and, and, and uh, adopt one or two more of these. So there's lots of, of these sort of little hacks that I've adopted over the years that are really powerful, help me get more done in less time, just reduce the friction in my life and make it easier to get things done. This is really, if you think about it, it's a follow-up on episode number 268, my interview with Cal Newport. If you don't know who Cal Newport is, my goodness, you've got to check him out. This guy is the author of six books, including most recently the New York Times bestseller, Digital Minimalism, Choosing a Focused Life in a Noisy World. He wrote another book called Deep Work back in 2016, which is absolutely one of my favorite books. I highly recommend checking out that episode with Cal Newport, episode 268. You'll find that on any podcast player, or you can just go download the action plan from that episode or any of my episodes. Just go to jimharshawjr.com slash action. You'll get PDF action plans from every single episode I've ever recorded. There's so much great stuff in there. Don't be overwhelmed by it. Pick out the one that you want to read and just attack that one. Anyway, that's episode 268, but we're going to take that a level deeper and say, okay, how do I actually start implementing this stuff where I can take technology and use it to make my life simpler, like simple technology, stuff that's easy, stuff that doesn't require a computer science degree to understand and all kind of stuff you have to fumble through to figure out how to use it. So, And I know that this is a podcast titled Success Through Failure, and we're not really talking about failure today, but listen, you probably are going to fail at trying some of this stuff. It may work for you. Some of it may not work for you. The only way you're going to get better and use this stuff and learn to implement is by giving it a try. And as they say, with great power comes great responsibility. Technology is super powerful. It can serve you or it can do the opposite, right? That's what social media does to us. It sucks us in and just, it's such a time killer so often. I actually have at least one little hack to help you regain part of your life, something that I've used that has saved me 
countless hours of my life over the last probably four or five years since I've implemented this. And I'm going to share that with you as well as lots of other tactics. And remember, this is stuff that works for me. Some of it may work for you. Some of it may not work for you. I guarantee you, I guarantee you there are at least three to five things in here that are going to really work for you and help you level up, get more done in less time and simplify your life. All right, let's stop chatting. Let's get into the tactical stuff. All right, here's number one. Do you ever find yourself opening Facebook and getting just sucked in and realizing you're just killing time? Well, I do as well. And I use something called, it's a Google Chrome plugin. So if you use Google Chrome on your internet to, to view the internet as a web browser, do a Google search for Facebook Newsfeed Eradicator. Facebook Newsfeed Eradicator, and just install this plugin. It's pretty simple, step-by-step directions. Just click Add to Chrome, uh, approve it, and then it will basically what it will do is block your Facebook Newsfeed. You won't be able to see it if you go to Facebook on your computer. You're not going to be able to see your Newsfeed. Now it'll still allow you to go to a destination. For example, I have my about a hundred and some people in my private Facebook group for just my coaching clients. My performance coaching clients are all in there from you know way back. You know, first client I ever worked with up until all my current clients are all in this private Facebook group. Well, I can go there and I do go there every day and interact with them, and they're interacting there, and and I can still access that, but I don't have to go through and, and try to not, you know, close my eyes so I don't see my news feed before I get there because the news feed's blocked because, you know, if you see it, it's designed to suck you in. You go, oh, I'm just going to read that first post before I click over to the thing that I came here for. No, you, you know how it goes. You're going to click on it or you're going to start scrolling and scrolling and scrolling before you know you're like, what did I come here for again? So Facebook, news feed, eradicator. My goodness, this thing has saved me. I, I got to imagine dozens and dozens and dozens of hours of my life, maybe a hundred hours of my life over the past five years or so. If I think about how many times I've clicked over to Facebook. All right. So that's the first one, Facebook newsfeed eradicator. Now, do you ever find yourself, here's another one here. So the second one, uh, do you ever find yourself trying to explain something to someone on how to use a website or how to update something on your website, or maybe you want to show your web developer, hey, this is broken on my website and I can't fix it. Or, or maybe you just want to send it to a friend. You're like, hey, I'm trying to purchase something or buy something or do something on the internet or open on this Word document or whatever it might be. Well, you can use something, a tool that I use. It's called Loom, L-O-O-M. And this is a super easy tool that you can use either on your phone or on your web browser. Again, there's a free Google Chrome plugin and you can create a free Loom account where all you do literally is you click a button on your web browser and it starts recording your screen. And you can choose to have it record your entire screen your, or your entire desktop or just the internet browser or just the tab that you're on. Uh, you can choose to have a, a little video of your head sort of talking head in the bottom corner of it as well or to not have it. And you can basically, you know, record your screen and talk to somebody and say, hey, listen, uh, I'm trying to click around the website and I can't, I'm clicking here and it's not working. Or if you need to send it to a family member who can't figure out how to use a website, you can just record a quick screencast. And then here's the deal. When you click the little green checkbox, it says done. Instantly, you don't even have to do anything. A link to that video is already copied on your clipboard. So all you have to do is open up an email, click paste. 
control V or, or whatever, you know, right click V or right click and, and paste it into an email or send it however else you want or post it on social media if you want. And that video can be shared. It's so easy now. It's the same thing essentially on your phone. And whenever you do it on your phone, when you download the app, you open up the app and you just click record and you can actually either record your screen on your phone or you can record yourself. And I've actually done this for sending video messages. So personalized video messages this is super easy. If you, you know, you want to text somebody, say happy birthday, or maybe, you know, it's a friend or something you don't, maybe wouldn't call them, but you might just want to send them a happy birthday text or it's a client or a prospect. And you just want to kind of check in with them or, or send them a little bit more, something more personal than an email or a text message. You just hold your phone up, hit record, record it. And then again, the link is copied and you just copy and paste that link into a text message and they can click and watch the video. Now you might say, well, why don't I just record a video on my phone and text that entire video? Well, if your video is a minute long, it's a big file. It's hard to send. It's chewing up your data. It's chewing up the recipient's data. Plus a lot of times videos don't come through as clearly when you text them, because I think it's if they're going through the cell, your, your data, it really degrades the video and it's not a high quality video like you would get using Loom. Anyway, that's my little, uh, soapbox for Loom, getting off the soapbox there for Loom. It's such a great tool. I've been using it for several years now and they continue to upgrade. There's a paid version, of course, as well, but you can start out with a free version. Now, here's another one. If you want to send a screenshot to somebody and you don't feel like doing a screenshot and then you know, attaching it to an email. Again, I use another Google Chrome plugin called explain and send screenshots. That's actually the title of it, explain and send screenshots. So you can quickly take a screenshot. Again, there's just a little button that shows up on my, my internet browser on Chrome. I click it and it asks me if I want to take a picture of the whole screen or just a part of the screen. And I choose that. I snap the picture and then I can just save it and then copy basically just click the save button and then copy the URL to that screenshot. And you can put annotations on it. You can draw lines and arrows and circles or whatever. And then just there's, again, there's a link. You can post that link on social media. You can share it through Facebook messenger or Twitter direct message or email it to somebody just a quick and easy way to send a screenshot for somebody. So anyway, those are a couple of hacks for, you know, if you're trying to really demonstrate something to somebody or show something or point something, point to something for them that's that's on your computer or on the internet, if you're trying to get support or support somebody else or just trying to communicate. So, all right, those are a couple of hacks there. All right, moving on here iPhone shortcuts. Here's a couple super easy ones that I love. It makes things really easy for me. If you, you know, do you find yourself typing in like the same thing over and over? For me, I find myself typing in the words success through failure a lot, whether I'm posting a tweet or sending a text message or sending an email from my phone, or I might find myself often typing in the words happy birthday or spelling out my website, www.jimharshawjr.com, or my email address. If there's anything that you find yourself typing over and over, your phone number, you know, if you're sending a text message or, or I guess an email or, or something like that, and you want to send somebody your phone number, like, do you find yourself repetitively typing something over and over? Well, there's something called uh, shortcuts for your iPhone. If you just do this, if you go to settings, then general, then keyboard, and then go to text replacement. It's called text replacement. And essentially you type in whatever words you want to be able to type, like the shortcut. For me, I type in HB for happy birthday. So anytime I type in the word HB on my phone, 
happy birthday comma space shows up and all I have to do is type in the name. Or if you want to type in, if you're sending like happy new years to a bunch of people on new year's day or new year's Eve, H N Y. And I can just type in H N Y and send it, you know, keep sending it to a bunch of different people. If I want to send my website, J H C O M, that's just how I remember J H com and boom, H T T P S colon slash slash Jim All that shows up. Same thing for my email. If I type in JHJ, then my Gmail shows up or JHJR, then my work email, business email shows up. Anyway, those are super easy ways to create shortcuts or they're called keyboard replacements. Again, like always, I'm going to have all of this in the action plan. You don't have to remember it. You don't have to memorize it. Just go to the action plan. Just go to jimharshawjr.com slash action. We'll have all this for you in the action plan. And again, that's a super little time-saving hack. And here's the deal. Is it going to save a whole lot of time typing out the word happy birthday? Well, no, probably not. But you know what? I am more likely to send somebody a text or post happy birthday on Facebook or send them some kind of message saying happy birthday because it's so easy. I've just reduced that friction just a little bit. And it's going to certainly save me time having to type in my website. And you know, you type in, you're trying to type on your phone and, and you make an error and you backspace and it gets frustrating, right? But it just streamlines that process and makes you more likely to send a message. And if you use a Mac and you're signed into, I believe it's if you're signed into iCloud, it shows up on your computer as well, all these shortcuts. So if I just type in STF in an email, then success through failure shows up. Anyway, really cool, simple little hack for you. All right, here's another one that I use. There's zero technology needed in this one in terms of technical skills. Like, do you ever find yourself somewhere where they're like, hey, uh, okay, just you know, write down your license plate number. And you're like, oh, I don't remember my license plate number. Or, you know, we need your insurance card number. What's your group number? And you're like, oh, man, I don't have my insurance card on me. Or shoot, I don't know, fishing license, stuff like that. Take a picture of it. I take a picture of all this stuff and then on my phone, I just save it in an album. I have an album called Cards, Cards and Information, I think it's called. And it has pictures of my license plate, fishing license, insurance card, driver's license, a bunch of stuff like that. Anything that I want to save and have access to, I shoot my VIN number on my car. You ever sit and fill something out and you have to put down the VIN number of your car? Well, I just have all that saved on my phone. Super easy, makes it really quick and accessible to, and you'll always have that in your pocket. I'm a minimalist when it comes to carrying a wallet. So I have like the thinnest, smallest wallet you can imagine. All of that stuff is I don't need to carry around a lot of different things in my wallet because I have photographs of them. All right. So that's a few, those are a few iPhone hacks. Moving on to the next one. Do you ever feel like you have this underlying anxiety running through your life because you have a million things to do and a million things running through your head and you feel like you have to remember them all and they're like, you don't want to forget them. You don't want to, you don't want to drop the ball. You've got all these balls spinning and you're like, oh man, I can't drop one of these balls. Back in episode 116, I interviewed a guy named David Allen. Getting Things Done is the title of his book. It's a worldwide phenomenon, this book. You may have heard of it. If you're listening to this podcast, you may have very likely have heard of David Allen or at least heard of his philosophy called Getting Things Done or GTD. Well, he says this. He says, our brains are meant to be creative devices, not storage containers. So the theory here is, Take everything that you're trying to remember, the stuff you're trying to store in your mind, and offload it. 
have a dumping grounds, have a place where you can store that information that's kind of swirling around in your head. So you can always come back and find it again later. And for me, the one tool, one of many tools that I use, one of them is called Asana, A-S-A-N-A, Asana. And this was recommended to me by a friend years ago, probably five or six or maybe even seven years ago. And I've used it ever since. Now, I've been an, I'm an early adopter when it comes to technology, but I'm an analog guy. I mean, I like to have pen and paper in my hand. I've always maintained a to-do list like by hand on a notebook and, and I would just you know carry things over from one day to the next. And, but I knew, I knew that I wanted to go digital on this because I always wanted to have my to-do list on me in case I thought of something, I wanted to have a dumping ground for it. I didn't want to be on the weekend thinking like, oh man, I just thought of three things that I have to do when I get to work on Monday. I don't want to have to write them on a post-it note and wait till I get to work on Monday and then make sure, you know, make sure I bring that post-it note in with me and transfer those three things I have to do onto my to-do list. I wanted to have access so I could instantly at any moment dump things from my brain onto my to-do list. And Asana allows me to do that. So I'm not going to go in depth on Asana, but I'll, I'll give you a couple things. By the way, the company actually just went public. So it's a really, really growing company. It's a great project management software. I just use their free version. That's enough for me. But if you run a company and you have a lot of different people, you may want to upgrade to the paid version. Free is good enough for me. I don't use that to manage projects with my team and my company. So I recommend Asana, but you, what you can do is you can just dump things in there. You can even use your iPhone shortcut. And all you have to do is say, hey, Siri, if you have an iPhone, you can say, hey, Siri. Oh, she's listening to me right now. <laughs> she just perked up. And this is what I would say. Hey, Siri, create a task in Asana for buy new book. There it is. It just happened. So she created the the task in Asana. It's right there. It's going to be waiting for me. I don't even have to do anything. I don't even have to open my phone. So keeping it simple and getting a task added to my list, it's out of my brain. That frees me up to be present with my family, frees me up to be present with my kids, and frees me up to focus on the task at hand. So that's a thought and some ideas around offloading things from your brain into a to-do list. You can use Asana, you can use Trello. There's all kinds of great to-do list apps out there. Pick one. I just encourage you to use it and make sure you adopt that philosophy of your brain is not a storage device. It's meant to be a creative device. All right. A few more things here around reminders and alarms. Like I use alarms like crazy. Anytime I have an upcoming appointment that I think I could slip and forget, like if I'm diving into deep work and I have an appointment in like an hour, I will set an alarm on my phone to remind me to snap me out of that deep work and prepare for that meeting. So for example, again, if using an iPhone, you can just say, hey, Siri, set an alarm for 10.50 a.m. And that alarm will go off at 10.50 a.m. Remind me that I have a meeting. I like to hit snooze and that will allow me the time to prepare for that meeting and then get ready. And then it'll remind me nine minutes later. Anyway, that's a, a, one of the ways that I use alarms and reminders. Also, if you have a smart speaker, you can do that. You know, if you have a smart speaker, all you have to do, whether it's uh, Alexa or, or any other smart speaker, you can just say, hey, Alexa, set a timer for 10 minutes or set an alarm for 5 p.m. and an alarm will go off and you can tell her what you know her as if it's a human being uh, you can tell Alexa or Siri what uh, what you want that alarm to be for so anyway you can use that totally hands-off totally you know 
not having to think about technology or pick something up or actually utilize technology, but just giving a quick verbal command will allow you to just kind of keep on moving, keep on trucking in your day without an interruption. So you're also, by the way, if you do have a smart speaker, whether it's Alexa or Siri or Google Home or any other smart speaker, try this. Say, hey, Alexa, or hey, Siri, play Success Through Failure podcast. My goodness, my iPhone keeps going up. Siri keeps perking up and actually listening to me as we talk. Even though I have her set on Do Not Disturb, she's still perking up and listening to me as I give these commands. But hey, Alexa, hey, Siri, play Success Through Failure podcast. And guess what? You'll hear my voice. <laughs> so it's an easy way to play this podcast. So check that out. By the way, I'm going to give you another really cool cool tip for Alexa, and I'm sure that all the other smart speakers have a version of this, but there's a skill or basically an app where you can create the answers to your own questions that you want. So I actually totally messed with my kids the other day when I did this. So you can set your own questions. So for example, if you ask Alexa in my house, who is the smartest man alive? Actually, why don't I just demonstrate this? I'm going to open up my Alexa app and you're going to hear what she's going to answer whenever you ask who is the smartest man alive all right here we go i just opened the alexa app if you're not watching the video here if you're just listening to the audio i just opened my alexa app on my iphone and i'm going to say hey alexa who is the smartest man alive while einstein is considered among the smartest ever jim harshaw jr is now widely considered to be the smartest currently alive Whenever I did that with my daughter in the room, she looked at me and her jaw hit the floor. She said, oh my goodness, that's scary. She's like, she must be listening to us because she knows I'm not the smartest man alive. Then I said, hey, Alexa, who is the best dad in the world? Jim Harshaw is consistently ranked among the top fathers of all time. So you can put in your own answers to your questions. Here's another one. And this is the last one before I bore you. Hey, Alexa, who should do the chores? Jesse, Wyatt, Eliana, and Isla should complete all. <laughs> so you can make whatever, whatever you want. And my daughter finally busted me because she was like, what if we ask it this? And I was like quickly trying to type in the new question and answer for it. But super fun. If you want to mess with your kids, you can absolutely do that. I have like five or six other questions set up and I was just totally messing with my kids. So, so that's kind of fun. Uh, so that's enough about smart smart speakers. I don't think I have anything else for you on smart speakers, but I got a lot of other notes here. So let's keep on rolling. Do you ever find yourself reading an article and you have like two minutes until your next meeting or you don't have time to read it right now, but you want to come back to it? Well, you can use something called Google Keep. You can also use something called Evernote. Evernote's pretty popular. A lot of people have heard of that, of course, by now. Google is just sort of the Google version of Evernote. It's a great way to save articles or even if you read a tweet that you want to share with somebody else later. Sometimes I'll find it, I'll come across like a social media post and I'm like, oh man, I want to share this inspirational story or message with my kids. So I would just, you can just share it instantly from your phone or from your desktop. If you download the Google Keep app on your phone, or if you, again, install the Google Chrome plugin for Google Keep, you can just click the button while you're on your computer or send easily send anything, whether it's a social media post or an email or anything like that. You can save that or a screenshot, et cetera, a photograph. You can save that to Google Keep. You can label it and just save things there. So I love, I love the Google suite of tools just because they're so easily integrate. They integrate with each other very well. So anyway, if you want to, and you certainly do, you find yourself 
reading something or maybe listening to a podcast episode, you don't get the whole way through it. But like, man, I want to make sure I come back to this. Save it in Google Keep. And again, download the app or install the Google Chrome free plugin. Just go to Google and search, you know, Chrome plugin Google Keep and you'll find it and just follow the two or three steps, very simple steps to install it and uh, you'll be off and running. All right, capturing information. We talked a little bit about that whenever I was talking about Asana and and, and using that project management software as a to-do list. Well, you can also, I also like to capture information in Google Docs because Google Docs are searchable. You can, you know, you can search for text. If you can't remember the title of the document or what folder you saved it in, it will search the text very easily. And you can also, if you have, if you're collaborating, and I do a lot of collaborating with my team and my team is all over the world. Well, I will highlight a, you know, a piece of text in there, and then you can just make a comment on the right-hand column and you can tag somebody just like you would tag them on social media. Well, you can tag this person, assuming you've shared that document with them and they will get an email notifying them that you've made a comment and they can actually reply through their own email if they have a Gmail, or they can just open that document, see your comment and respond, and then I'll get a notification. So if there's something, for example, where I want to update how something is being done with the publishing of my podcast, I will make a note and tag someone on my team and say, hey, can you change this? Or hey, look, I, I made a change in the system on step six of this, you know, publishing my podcast. I'm changing it from doing this to doing that. I just wanted to give you a heads up on that change in the process. And I will assign it to somebody. They will read it. They can click resolve or done, uh, mark it as a completed task and move on. Very streamlined, very efficient way to assign tasks. I also use Dropbox. Again, Dropbox, you can access it from access it from anywhere, whether it's a computer, your phone, any device worldwide, as long as you have an internet connection. Dropbox is very usable now in terms of making comments and sharing documents, et cetera, with people from all around the world. All you need to have is an account and a, an internet connection. So I really love the way Google Docs and Dropbox both work. So those are easy ways to store things. Now, how, here's another one. I, I know you're probably just like me and you get sick of typing stuff. Well, use the dictation. Use not only the shortcuts that I was talking about earlier on your phone, the text replacement, but this is a different way to do this. I'm talking about now for your computer. In Google Docs, you can use the, you go to tools and then there's a drop down for text dictation and you can just dictate information into a Google Doc. It's so great. I love doing that. Of course, you can use something called Dragon Dictation as well. There are also paid apps and softwares out there that you can use to dictate. If you're getting sick of typing because you're typing so much, then use leverage dictation. I think a lot of people are using and leveraging dictation on their phones nowadays. Well, you can really easily do that on your computer. Uh, my late brother-in-law, as a matter of fact, he had I don't know if it was Dragon Dictation or what, but he used it on his work computer and he had a microphone and he would just dictate text into emails and into Word documents, et cetera. So easily done, easy to use. Nowadays, the technology is easy for using dictation, not just on your phone, but also on your computer. Here's another great way to type less. In Gmail, you can use something called canned responses. And in Outlook, it's called Quick Parts. And all you do, just do a quick Google search for how to set up canned responses or how to set up Outlook's Quick Parts. 
Very easy to do. If there's text that you find yourself typing over and over or tracking down and having to copy and paste it from a website into an email, create canned responses. I have like 15 of these things. I probably have like 20 saved. Some of them I'm not using anymore because I use them in a past life back when I was working at the University of Virginia. Uh, you know, some of that stuff was more relevant, but I use canned responses constantly still. I probably have about three or four that I use quite consistently. One of them, give you an example, is a th list of three bullet points about my business. It's like a link to my website, a link to my media kit for my public speaking, and then a link to my speaker demo reel. And with a little bit of text explaining each three, I don't want to have to constantly retype those. So I created a canned response, saved it, and then I can call it up anytime very quickly and easy. You can do the exact same thing in Outlook. Well, when I was working at the University of Virginia, one of the quick parts that I used quite often was when people said, well, I would like to make a donation. How, what are the different ways I can give? Well, you could give by phone or you could simply send me an email saying, I want to give this much and we'll send you a bill. Or you could log in and create an account and give. You could make a donation of stock, their appreciated stock. You could wire transfer money. There's all kinds of different ways to give and there's information for each of them. If you're going to do stock, you had to send it to this company and here's our number and here's our contact there. If you're going to do a wire transfer, here's our, our number for that. Uh, here's our tax information. All that had to be in there and I didn't want to have to track it down every single time. So I used the quick part, just quick and easy, click and add that into an email. Saves you so much time and it really increases your customer service and how you're going to serve people because you know, you may not want to type it all out and you might say, Hey, go to our website and you can, you might only give them like one option, right? Or you can say, go to our website and you can see the different ways to give. Well, if you have a quick and easy way to plug that information in, it makes it easier for you and it makes it easier for them. And it's going to be, make it more likely that you're going to serve your customer or client or prospect best. All right, moving on. Do you ever press send on an email and you realize as you click send that there's a typo or you sent it to the wrong recipient or you were trying to BCC somebody, but you CC'd them. You ever done that? And you're like, ah, like as soon as you send it, you're like cringing. Well, Gmail has something called delayed send, delayed send. And this is super cool. I've used this for years and I, it, it saved me many a times, but it click send. Once you click send, for about, I think it's about five seconds, there's a little message in the bottom left-hand corner of your screen that says, undo or cancel send. And you have about five seconds to click that. So you click send and you go, oh, wait a second, I forgot to attach the attachment, or I forgot to copy somebody else on it, or I forgot to whatever, right? Send it to the wrong person. It was supposed to be a forward and I replied, ugh, you know, I'm forwarding like saying, hey, look at this stupid email that somebody sent and you actually replied instead of forwarded. Uh, you ever done that? Well, this will save you because once you click send, it gives you about five seconds to pull, rope it back in before it goes out. Again, Gmail delayed send if you want to do that. Again, we'll have a link. I'll have the information there in the action plan about it. But if you want to figure out how to do this, just do a quick Google search for Gmail delayed send. Super easy to install. I haven't, you know, I installed it probably five or six years ago and I've been using it ever since. All right, next. 
Do you hate the back and forth of scheduling meetings by email? Hey, I could meet between three and five tomorrow or nah, on Monday, I could meet you know sometime in the morning, but I have a nine o'clock meeting that should only last 30 minutes. And, and then they reply like, oh, I'm out of town until Tuesday. And you're like, oh, okay, well, and then like back and forth, back and forth. Well, I remember the day when I signed up to use a scheduling software because I, I actually had read an article prior to that saying, if you want to... This is, by the way, when I was like just starting out my business, doing it way part-time. It was just a tiny little business on the side. But I remember saying somebody saying, you know, you need to start acting as if. Act as if you have the company that you want. I was like, you know what? This is going to cost me like 150 bucks a year. This is not a big deal. Just sign up for this and it's going to save you so much time. Like the next level, the next version of Jim is not going to be doing the back and forth email thing. The next level of Jim is going to have a simple link where people can click and schedule it. They can find a time on my calendar. So I signed up for a tool called Calendly. C-A-L-E-N-D as in calendar, but ends in L-Y, Calendly. There's a bunch of other tools out there like this. You can search just scheduling tools. They link to your calendar and then you can set up different types of events. So for a podcast, it's a certain length. For a coaching call, it's a you know, different lengths of coaching calls that I do. There are different meetings that I have set up and not all of them have the same access to my calendar. So I only do certain types of calls on certain days. I control my calendar that way and I have them blocked off through Calendly. It allows you to schedule when you can make these meetings available to people. And super easy way to do this. And as a matter of fact, I send my links to my Calendly scheduling meetings quite often. So guess what I did? I went into iPhone, settings, general, and to keyboard and text replacement. And whenever I just type in the word Calendly, it shows up HTTPS colon slash slash Calendly.com slash Jim Harshaw slash. And then I can just put the name of the meeting slash podcast or slash coaching call or slash whatever it might be. And then people can access my calendar that way. And it's so much easier than the back and forth. So invest a little bit of money. There might even be a free version, or at least a free trial for Calendly. But I've used Calendly. I've tried two other scheduling tools that have been fine, but I really feel like Calendly has the user interface down pat, super easy, super simple. And again, if you don't want people scheduling at all times of the day and night, block off your calendar. Maybe it's just Friday afternoons. Maybe it's weekdays, uh, Monday, Wednesday, Fridays in the morning. Whatever it is you want, you can block everything off and have just available what you want to have available. And then it synchronizes with your calendar so you don't have overlapping appointments. If you want to say, I want at least a 30-minute buffer between appointments, you can set the 30-minute buffer in between appointments. A really great tool. All right, moving on. Passwords. Ugh. Passwords. Do you have a million passwords like I do? Well, you can share your login, but you don't have to give away your password so that people can access stuff. So if you need to share with somebody a login or you just don't want to remember your passwords, you can use something called LastPass. Now, of course, with your web browser, you can share, you, you can save your logins to all kinds of different things. You know, your logins to social media. You have to be careful, of course. You certainly don't want to share your logins to or, or save your logins and have you automatically logged into your bank account, for example. But 
there are things that you, you know, your web browser, whether it's Chrome or, or any other web browser, for the most part, they'll give you the option of saving passwords. Again, use at your discretion, but I use something called LastPass, which not only saves my logins, but I can actually share with my team. If I want someone on my team to log into my Twitter account, for example, or my Calendly account, I can share my login, but they won't actually see my login and password. Because if you're like most of us, then you have a password that is the same for like everything, right? Or has at least some similar characteristics for all kinds of different tools and logins, a place where you have to log in and uh, all the different variations. But this will save it and you can just send it to somebody. They won't see your login or password, but they will have access to whatever you want to give them access to. And then you can revoke it at any time as well. Anyway, LastPass, I know there's other tools out there, but anyway, this one has been so, so helpful for me. All right, moving on, almost done here. Zoom. We're all doing Zooms these days. If you have to set up a Zoom and you're sending somebody a calendar invitation, and then you're like, okay, now I've got to go to Zoom and open Zoom, create a calendar, copy the invitation information into the calendar invite or email it to them. This will make your life so much easier. Again, this is a Google Chrome plugin. Do the Zoom Chrome plugin. And anytime you set up a meeting, at least in Google Calendar, and I know there's one for Outlook Calendar as well, then this will automatically populate the information from his, for a Zoom call right into that calendar invitation. You don't have to log into Zoom. You don't have to lift a finger. It just populates in there automatically, makes it so simple, so easy to create Zoom meetings and calendar invites. Anyway, that's a great one for Zoom and how to quickly set up Zoom meetings. Last but not least, I should say last but most importantly, do you ever find yourself doing work that you know somebody else could do better than you? Maybe because they're more skilled at it or just because they could really dedicate themselves to doing something and you feel like, man, I've got all these other things to do. I wish I could hire somebody to do it. Well, guess what? You can. I have used a service called Upwork for years, years and years. They were bought out. Actually, it used to be called Elance and something else before that, but I've used them for probably 10, 12 years for different companies and just different things that I've worked on. And you can find experts at anything all around the world. They're freelancers. You get to you know look at all the ratings and reviews of the work that they've done in the past. You can see examples of their work. You can interview them, all kinds of great things on Upwork. I also use a new company called Awesome Pros. And the person who's listening as we speak right now, her name is Paulin, and she's amazing. We just got connected through Awesome Pros. AwesomePros.com is their website. Uh, a little shout out to them because they're just, uh, I think they're pretty new. I'm not really sure actually, but we got connected and been working with Paulin here for, I don't know, a month or a little more than a month, something like that. And she's amazing. I also work with Zenar and Christy and Sandipan all through Upwork as well. They're all part of my team and they're all amazing. And these are websites you can go to and find and hire people who are really good at what they do, whether it's web development, whether it's got one person doing my books and, you know, Pollen is doing so much with my podcast and she's really, really smart and, and awesome at what she does. And she does a lot of this stuff better than I could. So it's great because it frees me up to work on other tasks as well. So, Hey, Pollen, shout out to you. Thank you. You're crushing it. And anyway, for the listener, that's it. That's a wrap. Now, don't forget to go to jimharshowjr.com slash action because I just shared so much stuff with you. I know it's overwhelming. I know you're going, man, my head is spinning. Just pick one. Just pick one thing that you can do that you can implement in your life and start using to simplify your life. Right now, if you got value out of this, 
Could you share it with somebody? Share it with just one other person. Share it with a friend. Share it with a family member. Share it with somebody else who you think would benefit from this or maybe would geek out like I do on technology. Just tell them to go to jimharsherjr.com slash 271. You can find my podcast on any podcast player as well iTunes, you know, the podcast app on your iPhone, Google Podcasts, Amazon Podcasts, all your smart speakers just say play success through failure podcast. But anyway, if you could give the podcast a share, if you could give me a rating and review, those things go so far. I really, really appreciate your help with that because it helps more people find this podcast, which is hopefully bringing you a ton of value. Anyway, with that, I'm going to wrap it up. As always, Take the time to get clear on your goals and embrace failure as a stepping stone on your path to success. Yeah.